0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. What's Greetings, Earthlings. What up, what up, what up? The strings attached. Greetings, Earthlings. They're connected to our presence.
1: That's crazy what he did. He took the military out before he took the civilians. Who
0: does that? Under Under his watch.
1: What has he done about police reform in this country? Nothing.
0: Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to Unsolicited Genius. I am your curator, Carlton Ennis, and I am with the people's Pied Piper of podcasting, Mo Lofty, and a special surprise. On today's show, we will talk about Ukraine, the fall of the NBA's king, and why we need to talk about Cosby. We hope to give you something to ponder. <music>
1: What up? What up, Mo? What's going on? Chilling, dog. Uh, first and uh, foremost, I don't want to be the pod piper of anything. The last dude that was the pod piper. Uh. <laughs> That's true. That's
0: true. Yeah, I said the people's. You know, the people's pod piper. You know, so you're not the PP pod piper or the yeah, one I don't that you uh. The way back one that took the little kids. So, you know, you the (laughs) people's power pop. You got a voice. You you have a voice to lead the peoples in the right direction. But I feel you. Good to Uh, see you, my brother. Same, same. So, brother Craig is back. Brother Craig is back with Unsolicited Genius. He's been off in the universe doing his thing for a little while. Never out of mind. Never out of heart. Just a little out of sight. So uh welcome back to the cast, brother. Happy Craig. to be here.
2: Happy to be here, brother. Thank you very much. Good to be back in the fold with the bros. You know what I mean?
0: For sure, for sure. So, you know, with that, we, we have a new segment. And so it, it ties to you coming back and, and joining the, the clan. And so the new segment is called What's on Your Mind. So for the first time doing it, we'll open it up with you, Brother Craig. What is on your mind?
2: I have a conversation and some meditation and led me down a path to realize um, that we've all heard of the five stages of grief and I've often associated it with only, uh, you know, when somebody passes or transitions. And I didn't, it wasn't until the last two years here where I realized you at the end of relationships or or friendships or, or when things, when relationships come to an end, You could kind of go through those same stages too that i don't know if you uh you you may uh, most of us have heard of it the dabda denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and it's not always in that order but it wasn't until i was recently years old like i said the last two years that i kind of realized that sometimes when a situation ends you kind of find yourself going through these stages not necessarily in that order and you might backslide a couple times and it's and it, it and and if and, and it's uh it's it's a it's a trauma especially if it was a long-term situation so that that's that meditation has been on my mind pretty heavy recently because i i I didn't really it wasn't until recently that i started thinking about it like that you know what i mean so appreciate that's what that's what's on my mind
0: all right appreciate you sharing that and again miss you brother welcome back we the the peoples have been wanting your voice. They don't like me and Mo that much like that. Uh, what's on your mind,
1: Mo? Uh, my shit is not that deep at all. I'm just thinking about, man, how expensive shit is. Like everything's expensive. Everything is expensive. The cost of goods has risen tremendously because of inflation, but there is no inflation in my check. So I feel just the goods <laughs> <laughs> the are just costs more and I'm not getting paid more so um, yeah man like times like these you have to make decisions dog I'm done with the gas shit I'm done with the gas shit like I switched over to the electric vehicle um, really? I've pumped I've pumped my last gas dog that shit is not happening anymore I drove by the gas station today and I was just Whoo! salute <laughs> see you later see you later bitch Uh, I'm not coming back. So um, that's it, man. Just, you know, these are tough times um, and hopefully we'll get through it and, and the cost of goods will become reasonable again.
0: Appreciate you sharing. So to talk about the cost of goods, one of the things that we know that are impacting costs in particular, in particular gas prices is the war in Ukraine. And so as we enter into our discussion around headliners, I wanted to spend some time, you know, hearing your thoughts, perspectives on what's happening in Ukraine. So, you know, from my standpoint, there's already the dynamic of Putin, Russia. And I think this attack, when it comes to just the basics of humanity, I believe this war to be horrific. I believe it to be, Um, if not a definitive war crime, something that Putin will be held accountable for um, in some future state. Uh, But in the short term, the immediate term, you know, the the loss in Ukraine, the dynamics in Ukraine, but like you, Uncle Mo, what's been blowing my mind has been the gas prices. uh, (laughs) For, you know, I'm not on a short-term path to electric at least not so i thought it seems that I highly recommend it with inflation with the volatility of the global economy that i need to go ahead and be on that path because mm. you know most of our oil does not come from russia i learned that it a lot 50 over 50 percent of it comes from canada but what all of the sanctions and everything being placed on Russia has global ramifications. And it's those dynamics, the flow of oil from Russia to the rest of the world, that's having a downstream effect on our price. Um, So at least from that standpoint, I get it ish. Um, But if, if, you know, 8% of our petroleum products come from Russia. So if anytime time Putin chooses to fart, our gas prices are going to go up the roof. It suggests that we need to veer in a different direction. So, you know, Ukraine for me is humanity. 635 citizens have been killed, 46 of them children. Based on what I understand the premise of this war to be, that in and of itself is the crime. So it's the human crime and it's the crime at the gas station that that Ukraine has really um, brought to my forefront, for, for lack of a better description. Brother Craig. Man, uh,
2: what comes from what I'm thinking about in regards to it is how it's going to be politicized and well, how it's going to be weaponized for midterm elections and the 24 elections. That's already think crossing my mind. Um. And you could you could sort of see certain parties jockeying for position. Um, the other thing that it brings to mind is, I think it's I heard a pundit mention that you know the U.S. and NATO relationship is you know by having a common enemy, it's, it's sort of gotten better for it. They um, when when NATO was was a little was somewhat divided, it it probably you know would have made uh, Putin and those outside of NATO, those, uh, uh, adversaries are a little bit happier, but, uh, I'm, what's heavy on my mind in, in regards to it is how it's going to, uh, impact our elections and, you know, how people, pan- who panders to who and how they pander to them. And, uh, you know, the kind of information that we get. There's people on both sides, on both, uh, sides of the quote unquote aisle that are connected to, uh, both sides of this, about this war, this invasion. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely multiple hands in the pot, for sure. What are your thoughts, Uncle Mo?
1: Oh, uh, well, in terms of what Craig is saying about the election, I mean, I think Biden's doing everything he can to make sure the other side wins the elections before Ukraine. I think Ukraine is at the bottom of Americans list when it comes to what's going on right now in our country and one Joseph Biden. Uh, but, you know, I agree with Carlton, man. You know, this is basically Russia invading Ukraine because Russia is is the big bad bully. And they are a country of 140 plus million people. Ukraine is a country of 44 million people. Uh, Russia has a powerful military, whereas Ukraine doesn't. So, um... You know, kudos to the people of Ukraine for the resistance they're putting up. Um, But this just shows you, man. Like in in, in a war, you know, these soldiers for like Russia, they're fighting because Putin tells them to fight. The yes. people for Ukraine are fighting for their for their life, for their land. So, you know, that is why it's difficult for Russia to accomplish what they want to get accomplished. Do I think it's inevitable though that they will take Ukraine? I do. Um and I guess my question and the question I've been asking myself is if they do take it over Ukraine um, is Putin's definitely not going to stop there. I don't think he's going to go to a NATO country next, but I think he'll keep going. And then what are they going to do? Like right. they're just going to stand by and watch him take over country after country. Um, that'll be interesting. Also, you know, these sanctions, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, it's bullshit. And, and, America doesn't want to get into this fight like they don't want to actually have physical confrontation here with Russia because it, it could kickstart uh, like World War Three. It really could. Um, so they're, they're trying to choke them out economically and and they are hurting Russians all around the world in different countries, for sure. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what these sanctions could accomplish, I doubt it'll accomplish anything because Putin seems pretty determined. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for the people of Ukraine. And, and I just want to bring up a couple of other things too, man. People are talking about other atrocities committed by the United States and other countries. Those deserve to be called out just as much as Russia's atrocity against Ukraine here. Um, people are talking about the, uh Did you hear the story about the African immigrants? Yes. Yeah. I, want it. I uh, wanted to border, talk about that. They're being too. forced mm-hmm. to essentially go to the back of the line to allow yep. Ukrainians to go first. And then there's like a pecking order. It's like Ukrainians, Indians, something else. And then the Africans. Um, is that some bullshit? Absolutely. Is that some racist, you know, shit from the Ukrainian authorities that needs to be called out and addressed? Absolutely. But you should be able to separate the two. Like the Ukrainian citizens are going through some bullshit now too because of Putin. Um, And that is a different situation than what's going on at the border. Because some people are saying, why have empathy for Ukraine when they could do something like Mm -hmm. that on the border? That's not all of their people. Well, you know, I think that may,
0: you know, that just shows how deep race, ethnicity can go. Because despite this war, Instead of just all hands on deck, let's all survive this. Let's all do what we need to do to get out, race, what you look like, where you come from. And clearly, if it was Russia versus Ukraine, that's a clear distinction. But everybody's on the Ukraine side of the thing, trying to get out, trying to get safety. Craig, you had something?
2: Uh, well, to something that was stated earlier, I feel like what we saw happen a few years back in Crimea was essentially uh putin putting his toe in the water and now he's you know getting more body parts in the water right Mm -hmm. and uh i think he's also looking at this as a legacy deal for him um you know he wants to bring back as much of the old ussr borders uh as he can
1: i will bring back the soviet union
2: yeah former board like former borders went from when um uh from when Ukraine was uh, a part, that land was a part of the USSR,
1: Soviet Union, whatever. The problem here, man, is they they don't want to get into physical confrontation. No country, major country in Europe wants to send anybody in there. No, America definitely doesn't want to send anybody in there. and And that is essentially an appeasement strategy. And they're trying to do it like economically. But appeasement when you allow countries to usually gain land is usually a strategy that doesn't work. Like, I don't know, World War II, Hitler. They let Hitler take over land when Hitler and Germany were not supposed to be doing any such thing because they didn't want to get into a conflict with Germany. So they let him take over that land, but he didn't stop there. Putin is not going to stop here either. Like, that is my question. What is, what is the solution if the sanctions don't work? Putin captures Ukraine and he starts moving in on other countries?
0: I think, you know, I think that's a great question. And I think we can intuit the answer, right? Because to your point, he put his toe in the water some years ago. So he tested the waters. And so now he's jumped in. He is and and he told us his his mission, his vision is to restore Russia to the great land that he Knew it to be, or was told that it was, because I don't know his entire timeline. And so he put his foot. Here's he was a KGB agent, right? But you know, under what regime, what Russia is he trying to restore? Be, you know, I know he's trying to restore Russia's greatness, which included the whole region. Um, but so we know that that's his mission. That's how he sees the world. It's 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 from the center and out of Russia. By any means necessary so he tested the waters he's jumped in with ukraine and if nothing shifts if there isn't a strong enough force to resist him he's gonna keep going and so i think sanctions are hurting the people so maybe the people revolt within russia if that's even possible or we're on the path for the third world war I hope uh, not <laughs> mm,
2: yes, if you right now it, I, there you depending on you know where you get your indoctrination from you, you you're hearing that there is a possibility for the Ukrainians to win, and they all they need is a little bit more u s support et cetera et cetera the but to to what extent and it almost sounds like uh Putin is looking for. He wants the conflict. He wants a fight of some kind in some sometimes because he it, um, or is it just that or it seems like their default demeanor to say, hey, anything that anybody else does, whether it's a comment or um, supplying with weapons or whatever, even if you don't, it'll be taken as an act of an aggre- act of aggression. And, you know, we're in a fight with you, too, now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a very hypo machismo stance. Uh Pitbull barking behind a fence, kind of deal, it, it it comes comes to my mind when I when I hear it. But it's a lot of posturing going on. But what percentage of that posturing should we should we uh, can we take seriously, right? Well, you know,
0: of- I think the thing that jumps out for me and, and kind of attached to your point is he's willing to say anything in order to justify this action. Mm-hmm. Any, you know, because one version I heard was that, you know, Ukraine was being run by Nazis. So he's 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 going in to get rid of the Nazi leadership, the Nazi regime. I saw that they just posted some pictures, you know, kind of the propaganda in Russia showing Nazis from back in you know, Hitler's days being hung. So, you know, one version of the story is he's going out to be a hero. But then to your point, Craig, anybody who assists these Ukrainian criminals would be attached to some level of aggression that also what I've heard in the stratosphere, he's willing to respond to with nuclear power if it comes down to, it. you know what I mean? So from where I sit, you know, I'm whole, I, you know, at one point when it first started, you know, I thought between all the hiccups and you know his soldiers kind of jumping ship, the, the pushback within Russia, that somehow, you know, the walls would close in on them. this this war effort would would die and drown out. Mm-hmm. But as you talked about, Mo, the size of the Russian population, the reality is the size of the Russian military can swamp Ukraine if they want to. So I don't think based on what Putin has control over, the walls are going to get close in. uh, The walls are going to close in enough to force this to fizzle out. At this stage, I think there will have to be. A resistance to to bring it. Its progression to an end. You had something, Craig. I was wondering. uh
2: have you formulated? Th- have you gentlemen formulated thoughts yet in regards to how much assistance the U.S. should provide, or what kind of assistance, what brand, what that would look like, if at all?
1: Mo, you have thought. I mean, this is this is this is a pickle, man. Like this is a tough. <laughs> I won't even lie to you. You know, like you, you you know, like Craig, you haven't been around, but I've been I've been steady, consistent. I feel in my critiquing of of joe biden as president but this one carlton and craig this is a this is a tough situation this is why you don't want to be president right here because (laughs) i do get the part about he doesn't want to get like soldiers on the ground getting involved like this because of the consequence that that could lead to correct um man I, I can't tell you so, that I disagree with the, with the strategy that he's decided to go with. But l- like I said, it, 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 we're trying to ha- have these uh, heavy economic sanctions against Russia and Russians uh, abroad. But the problem is, and I'll repeat, is what if Putin takes over Ukraine and then he starts taking over another country because he'll start with the countries that are not NATO. God forbid he tries to take over a NATO country. He tries to take over a NATO country. Then we have it's to get on involved and, right. and, and it's right. on and popping. Like that's just him saying like, that's him with the big F you to the world. Let's go you against Russia. So, um,
2: baddest man slap my hand first
1: yeah so you know that's the part that's 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 kind of scary you know that's the part that is you know the concerning. let me
2: throw something at you um so what about the extent of, Hopefully it's problems, not a of bomb. or be the trend you know they've even avoided even just all right they you could supply them stuff but uh the the u.s are are the U.S. is taking a stance. Hey, we don't the, even want who, to be the, the Putin already
1: thinks that the sanctions, Craig, are are uh, uh, an act of war by America towards Russia. So if we're giving them weapons, missiles, because you saw how we refused to give them the fighter jets.
2: Well, Poland we refused asked to deliver them
1: fighter jets to Poland. Did we?
2: We refused to deliver them. It says, it, they didn't say they can't have them, right? Yeah, they, we, the, the, we, okay. the stance was well, we can't be we the might ones be to delivering. deliver it because if we deliver it, it'll be taken wrong.
1: We might be delivering American fighter jets that are spray painted made in China. Um, We are not there.
0: They, China is another player in this thing too. Right. And I think it's uh, the adage I heard that that was applied is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so China and Russia are not boo bears per se, but China too is on a mission for its own dominance. And, if they can and if they and Russia can for now choose to play in the sandbox to well together, um, they add complexity to this discussion of what can we ultimately do. Mm-hmm. They
2: would like to get back Taiwan, is what the thought out there is to say hey, we want mm-hmm. Taiwan back in the fold, and uh, mm. they're watching, mm. I think they're watching to see how successful. Uh, uh, or how, how the world how reacts successful to what this, this is. And uh, yeah, system. what the reaction is going to be to see if they could go ahead and make a play without any punishment. Ooh,
1: but Taiwan. at the same time,
2: they ha- they're have they so entangled financially. head on a
1: swivel, Taiwan.
2: Yeah, they, they're so entangled <laughs> financially that they'll lose, their economies will, 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 will take a huge hit if they were to take on a war right now. I don't, I don't know if they necessarily want that.
0: China's economy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's thriving too much to deal with a war right but now. See, but see, China though, see, you know, Russia's ace in the hole, like Carlton said, is the gas, right, the oil. Um, China has the power though to be like, well, if you want to put sanctions on us, we could fuck with your economy too. So China could, with, with I believe, could withstand those sanctions because they could cripple the world Economy too, like, like look at everything gets made in China. Mm-hmm. Like where, mm-hmm. where, 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 kind where, of where would we start that. if we put sanctions on China? Where, where would we get our goods? Right. So well,
0: and the, the, and I think the retort, not even a retort, but the flip side of that is China. China has a significant portion of our debt, and that debt only has value as long as. America's economy has value. So I think that is the tight rope that China wants. We know they want Taiwan. We know they want, you know, kind of a, you know, global, they want global resources. They want China's greatness. But a lot of that, even though they don't need anything from America per se, America's ability to thrive. Will help support China's ability to thrive. So it is some uh, funny money and money, funny money and muddy waters, uh, for sure. In in the global landscape, connected to the Ukrainian war entanglements. <laughs> for sure. All right. So on that, we'll take a break and be right back.
1: Unsolicited genius.